All right. All right, everyone, take your seats. This time we're talking about achieving our goals or not. Take your seats, please. Thanks. Welcome to the Change Academy podcast. In this show, we explore what drives human behavior and how we can shape our own behavior in ways that lead toward the best life we can imagine. I'm Brock Armstrong. And I'm Monica Reinagle. We have talked a lot about goals before in this podcast. We've talked about the purpose and the function of our goals, how to set good goals, how to pursue them more effectively. We've even talked about getting to know your own goal-setting personality. Mm -hmm. And if you don't yet know what yours is, you can find out by going to changeacademypodcast.com slash personality. But today, we actually want to talk about not reaching our goals and why that is not necessarily a problem. I'm excited to dig into this. Yeah. But before we do, as we often do, we like to talk about things that we're working on or things that you guys are working on out there in listener land. And just recently, we actually got a note from a listener named Aileen, who actually is a part of our Way Less program. And she wrote this in our private Way Less forum, but I think she'd be okay with us sharing it here. What she said was, I listened to and enjoyed your podcast episode today where you talked about diffusion. Now, that was the last episode, my solo episode, if you you will. (laughs) It was a great one. Separating the thought from the thinker. Right. And so Aileen went on to say, I've been hearing more about this lately. Actually, while we never called it diffusion in yoga teacher training, we did learn to teach our clients about centering and letting thoughts go as if they were floating down a river. So maybe I'd heard about it before I'd actually realized I had. Yeah, I think that that term is new, but the concept, of course, has a lot of crossover with mindfulness and meditation training. I think there's some important differences, but yeah, it's not a completely unfamiliar concept at all. Yeah, I often find it really interesting how a lot of what we talk about on this podcast has so many different applications. It lives Mm -hmm. in so many different realms. Um, we're often struck by how much crossover there is between a thing like weight loss and behavior change and like personal finance or something like that. Absolutely. Really unexpected places. But yeah, you definitely have heard about it before, Aileen. It's just another way of looking at it. Well, and in her comment, I thought it was interesting. She said, can you give us some examples of how to apply this new concept, quote unquote, new concept of diffusion to the work that we do in the Way Less program. And I was like, oh, yes, I can (laughs) check out places that, you know, aspects of the program that we had talked about in great detail, but without using that word diffusion. So, but I loved the, the new angle and the new spin that you put on it for us in that episode. Just because it's been around doesn't mean that we were aware of it or using it effectively. So hopefully that helped people just bring it into a little more focus. And with that, Let's turn our focus to our topic today. And I want to start with a quote from Thoreau, who wrote, In the long run, men only hit what they aim at, so they'd better aim at something high. Now, of course, this doesn't apply to women at all. This is I, well, a, a I was going to just let that go, but yeah. right. <laughs> Come on, Thoreau. <laughs> Consider the time, but... And, you know, so let me just say it again. In the long run, we only hit what we aim at, so we'd better aim at something high high. Right. And I get that part about aiming high, but I've always really objected to this quote and not just because he only includes men, (laughs) because I think it's absolutely untrue that we only hit 
what we aim at. Yeah. I mean, in my life, I have achieved all kinds of things on my way to not achieving what I had actually set out to achieve. <laughs> I've hit all kinds of things that I wasn't aiming at. And, you know, here's an example. When my first solo book was published, my goal, which was a little bit lofty, but I didn't know, my goal was to land on the New York Times bestseller list. And obviously, I didn't do that. But I went all in on that effort. I really put my entire heart and soul and some savings <laughs> into, mm -hmm. into that effort. And the steps that I ended up taking in an effort to achieve that goal did end up, for example, launching my career in national media, mm. which was really exciting and really useful. Didn't get me on the New York Times bestseller list yet, but, yeah. <laughs> um, but it was very fruitful. And then years later, not that long ago, I had another idea for a book that I really wanted to write, still want to write that book. And my goal at that point was to find a publisher for it. And I could not interest a major publisher in that book. But I did end up developing that idea and that material into a very successful online program. Yeah. So sometimes what I end up with is actually more valuable than what I was originally aiming for. Sometimes it's just different than what I was shooting at. But I definitely wouldn't have ended up with anything if I hadn't been working toward something. Yeah, that's the crux right there. Right. So what I want to say to Thoreau and everybody else is that achieving our goals is actually secondary in importance to setting goals and then taking concerted action to reach them. Yeah. That's where the magic happens. Yeah. I mean, I have a very similar, I have similar stories in, in my life. Like I, right after high school, I went to both ballet school and acting school and played in a band. But, oh, I, mean, I think that makes you a triple threat, doesn't it? It does, but <laughs> look, look at where I ended up. I'm right. here making this podcast and coaching people. And, and, you know, those cool skills that I learned during my years of ballet school and acting training and being in a band have definitely played roles in, in the pursuits that I do every day, just not in the ways that I envisioned them or had really intended. Mm -hmm. I was mm -hmm. kind of hoping to be the next, the Canadian version of Jennifer Lopez, that triple threat <laughs> that you were talking about. But right. but in podcasting, I use that acting training all the time, the vocal training that I had there. And my fitness coaching relies heavily on my dance training. And my ability to live off of $5 a day comes from being an accordion player in a rock band. <laughs> so <laughs> lots of skills got picked up along the way. I will spare you my accordion joke. I've heard them all. I've heard <laughs> them all. But okay, so more seriously, when, when I set the goal for myself of actually becoming a more mentally healthy and stable person a number of years ago, and I was being counseled in CBT, well, that opened up a whole world of possibilities to me. And mm. that really led me to this podcast and to a lot of the work that we do together. And it, that also includes not just being a patient of CBT, but actually studying CBT so I can use it in on other people, I suppose. <laughs> Yeah, I think most of the people listening can also make similar lists of goals that they once had that they didn't achieve, but led them to something really important and really valuable. Right. I think if we make achieving our goals or reaching the goals that we set the only thing that matters or the most important thing, we run the risk then of only being willing to set goals that we are absolutely certain we can reach. Mm. 
because not achieving them is not an option. And if that's our mindset, that is really going to limit our vision and our ambition to something far smaller, far less exciting than what we might actually be capable of. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think that there is a lot of value in setting an audacious goal, setting an impossible goal because it challenges us to reach beyond what we can currently imagine is possible. I mean, that's really where the exciting work begins. But of course, it's not just about setting that audacious goal. It's about then taking action to move us towards that goal, even if we don't ultimately reach it. Yeah, we talked about the the old BHAG <laughs> a number of episodes yeah. ago, the big yeah. audacious, hairy, big, hairy, audacious goal. And yeah, I think we were really focused on that episode of thinking about how that may not be the most effective way to achieve that goal. But when you take this new look at it or this new aspect of it, of not necessarily needing to achieve that goal, but by setting that goal and then being open and aware to what's happening around you and being mm-hmm. open to those other possibilities that chasing that audacious goal may present you, it really, it changes things. And it made me think of, I recently heard, um, have you ever heard of a fellow named Guru Dev Shri Shri Ravi Shankar? Uh, no, I'm obviously not hanging out in the right circles. <laughs> so no, not the the sitar player, but uh, a a guru, basically, and he was talking about the importance of curiosity. And he said something along the lines of, someone with curiosity can never fear the unknown. Hmm. Curiosity itself means venturing into the unknown. So just like you said just a few minutes ago, setting those big goals and stretching what you feel is actually possible can feed that curiosity, which can in turn help you achieve other, perhaps even bigger goals. Yeah, it can be a really interesting thought experiment to set a goal that feels impossible purely for the purpose of then asking like, okay, well then what would be the first step? Mm. What would I need to do that I'm not currently doing? What would I need to know or understand or master that I don't currently have in, in my toolkit? And I think you come up with different answers to that question when you are working or when you have set a really, really high goal. Mm-hmm. And of course, you want to be passionate about your goals because you're going to need that energy to power you through that hard work of working towards them, much less achieving them. At the same time, and I think this goes to what you were just saying about curiosity, you don't want to hold on to those goals too rigidly. Mm -hmm. Hold your goals lightly because that process of pursuing a goal is going to change you. That is worth saying again, I think. Yeah. The process of pursuing a goal changes you. Yes. It changes what you believe, what you're thinking, what you're capable of. It changes you, like the essence of you gets changed by pursuing that goal. It may even change what you want Mm -hmm. for yourself. So along the way, you may discover that that original goal is no longer what you really want to pursue. And that is not a failure. But, I mean, of course, we're not talking about just bailing out on goals the minute the going gets tough or it gets a little tedious. Or you see a shiny object in your periphery. Exactly. Or you have a setback. You know, if you just bounce from goal to goal, that's a really good way to spend your life dribbling and never actually sinking a basket. Mm. 
Wait, does that analogy work? I think so. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. just dribble, 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 never shoot. Right, right. So bouncing from goal to goal, you're just going to be dribbling up and down the court, never actually sinking that basket. Which is different than drooling up and down the court. Just. (laughs) Yeah. So what we're really talking about here is recognizing that your higher objectives and your commitments, both of which we've talked about in the past, might be better served by revising or even abandoning your original goal in order to pursue something that is ultimately more appropriate, more meaningful, or more valuable. And I know you've got a really great lab experiment that's based on exactly what you were just talking about. So everybody stay tuned for that. Yeah, more about dribbling. Yes, I definitely want to know more about this dribbling idea. I really think that the most important and impactful part of reaching a goal isn't the last step that puts you across the finish line. Hmm. It's, we put so much focus on that, right? And we celebrate that. And that's what we're looking forward to and imagining how great that's going to feel. But I don't actually think that's the most important step. I think it's all the steps that eventually bring you within just one step Hmm. of the finish line and the fact that you took those steps. So even if you don't actually cross that finish line or more frequently, what ends up happening is you end up crossing a different finish line. It's that running of the race, any race at all, that actually makes your life rich and rewarding. Yeah, but I'd hazard a guess that a life well lived always has a new finish line that's looming in the distance or that pops up. Or as soon as you do cross that finish line, well, there's another one that's ready to be conquered at some point. So, so instead of focusing on simply crossing that finish line and instead looking at the the journey in its entirety, it really it makes everything worth celebrating. So the bottom line here really is not to be afraid to set goals that you're not sure you can reach. Because as long as you're willing to work hard and, you know, intelligently towards that goal, I feel so certain that your efforts and my efforts <laughs> will be rewarded. And sometimes the process of failing to reach a goal with integrity leads us to things that we couldn't or wouldn't have dared to imagine otherwise. Really, the only way to truly fail at goal setting is not to set any at all. Well said. All right, before we get to the fun lab experiment, here are some takeaways. So the first takeaway is achievements in life are not only found by reaching our goals. The path provides plenty of achievements as well. And this is true even if we don't succeed at all in our original goal. Mm. Then if we only set goals that we can reach... Well, we run the risk of limiting ourselves. So keep your goals lofty. Yeah. Then don't confuse being passionate with being pigheaded. Sometimes switching your goal is the right thing to do. And finally, crossing the finish line certainly feels good, but don't let it be the only time you feel pleasure or gratitude, pride or joy. Each step along the way is worth celebrating. Yeah, I love that idea of making sure that you're feeling pleasure, gratitude, pride, and joy along the way, and not just when you take that last step that puts you over the finish line. Yeah, I think too many people think they need to suffer the whole way, and then they can finally celebrate when they reach their goal. Yeah. Yeah. You got to enjoy How the... How can I make it fun? Yeah, you've got to enjoy the trip. Right. So your third takeaway, Brock, was don't confuse being passionate with being pigheaded because sometimes switching your goal is the right thing to do. And I'm imagining listeners might be thinking like, okay, great, but how am I supposed to know the difference? Mm -hmm. All right. Here's what I have for you for a lab experiment. A few signposts that may indicate 
whether you are switching goals for the right reason or that you might just be indulging in a little goal dribbling. So gross. (laughs) (laughs) Three signs that you're switching goals or abandoning goals for the right reasons. Number one, you see that your original goal is sort of a dead end, whereas a revised goal opens up a path for further growth beyond that initial goal. Number two, you find a goal that is actually better aligned with your values and your priorities. Because maybe that original goal was motivated by FOMO or peer pressure or just kind of a copycat goal. So let's make sure those goals are well aligned. And if they're not, let's revise them. Mm-hmm. And a third one, good reason to to revise a goal is is realizing that achieving that original goal is going to cost you more in time, energy, resources, relationships than you realized or that you're willing to sacrifice. Right. You don't want to get hung up on those sunk costs. And here are three signs that you may just be kind of bouncing from goal to goal because you're unwilling to put in the work or kind of stick through the the tough spots. Number one, you decide to abandon a goal because you're not making any progress, but you're not actually taking any concrete steps. Mm-hmm. Number two, you abandon a goal because you don't know how to achieve it. Eh, that's not a good reason because no. figuring that out is part of the process. Right. So not knowing how you're going to get it done, not a good enough reason to abandon it. Or to the shiny object syndrome, you suddenly think of a really cool new goal that looks like it's going to be way easier and way more fun to achieve than the one that you're working on right now. <laughs> Another red flag for you. That is a red flag I have to keep in mind all the time. (laughs) Yeah, me too. It's like, ooh, look at this new software I could spend the next three weeks learning. No. Ooh. Okay. Yes. (laughs) So hopefully that will set you on the right path to either achieving or not achieving your higher objectives and your, your audacious goals. But either way, we'll be back soon with another episode. Take care, everybody. All right, thanks everyone. This has been the Change Academy podcast with Frog Armstrong and Monica Reinagle.